0: This is SEMO, where we help you see more. Hi, I'm Alex Semenzato, and this is the SEMO Podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day and an even better week, whatever you've been up to. As always, please keep up that motivation, keep productive, and keep on being creative. This week, I speak with Ibrahim Kamara, one of the co-founders of Guop. Guop has grown from being the world's first video magazine to becoming a multi-platform youth brand covering all aspects of creativity and culture. Guap produces content both in print and online. They produce events. They have a youth co-creation agency and now a physical space, Guop Studio. In the last few years, Ibrahim has become an award-winning entrepreneur, speaker and investor. Some achievements include being honoured as a digital pioneer by the Mayor of London for his work in entrepreneurship in digital media and also named as one of the top 100 most influential BAME leaders in the UK tech sector published in the Financial Times. Ibrahim has gone from strength to strength, becoming a go-to source and voice for youth, leading him to work with and be profiled by major brands, including Nike, Adidas, The Evening Standard, Enemy, BBC One Extra, ICA, and many more. In this episode, we learn about how GUAP was founded and how it has evolved, the importance of creative collaboration, representing communities and culture in an authentic way, and how to keep your mind level as an entrepreneur. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening and see you next week. So we're here with Abraham from Guam. What's up? How are you?
1: Yo, I'm feeling refreshed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Feeling refreshed. Well, yeah, hopefully you're not too refreshed from the rain outside. That's uh, (laughs)
1: like a live
0: shower that's happening right now.
1: definitely the rain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Awesome to have you here, you know, one of the co-founders of Guap, which yeah. is a platform for the youth and, you know, representing music, fashion, art, creativity, which we'll yeah. get into. Um, you know, a lot of synergy with CMO, Seymour. Um, you know, trying to show a case of lens for everyone on all the different verticals in the creative sphere. Yeah. Um, but how you been doing? How's your week been?
1: You know what, yeah? Today has been a good day because today I managed to crack a problem. Nice. That I've had since we started Guap. That's good. Yeah, so today I managed to work out the missing piece of the puzzle.
0: How, yeah. how long has that piece been missing?
1: F- four years. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> four years is like, yeah, it, yeah. so it, it put me in a good mood. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll
0: get into all, all things Guap, but yeah. uh, we always like to start with some icebreakers on the show to get yeah. to know each other, which is a bit of fun. So we'll get into it crisps or chips?
1: Ain't Chris Chips.
0: Or Christopher for fries then. Oh, um,
1: <laughs> crisps chips. 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 Yeah.
0: What music are you listening to right now?
1: Brent Fires. Nice. Um, Little Sims. Nice. Um, who else? Uh, Ling Hustle. Probably don't nice. know who that is, but
0: yeah. All good. They're the all audience size here. Yeah, what people are listening all to. all good. What city would you like to visit right now? <laughs>
1: L.A. L.A. Is that a city? It
0: is? Yeah, L.A. Yeah, You're going to wear a t-shirt for a whole year with one word on the front. What word do you choose? Guap. Nice answer. <laughs> 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 it's not a word though, yeah, or is it yeah, abbreviation?
1: It's, it's both a word yeah. and abbreviation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in culture, like, yeah, like urban culture, it means money. Sweet. Yeah, but in, we just changed up changed it up, so we made it stand for something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, nice. Describe your personality in ice cream (laughs) flavour.
1: Hey, That's a good one. Um, hmm. (laughs) Probably vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Just like straight to the point. Straight
0: to the point. That's a good answer. And lastly, uh, just a quick fun fact about you.
1: Um... I'm the middle child of six kids.
0: Wow, yeah. middle child, nice. Yeah, a lot of responsibility with being middle child.
1: Yeah, but I kind of play the role of the first the, child, the
0: mediator. Oh, okay, yeah, the first, first
1: child, child yeah. in my in my household. Fair play, but yeah,
0: fair play. Anyways, onto the the main conversation. Great to have you here. Um, tell us about what Guap is. Give us the give us the whole concept. You
1: know, you know what? Yeah, I wrote a new description today. Okay. that. so I'm gonna read off my phone. <laughs> okay. what Gwap is so Gwap is a youth publication which is both print and online that's dedicated to discovering showcasing and nurturing emerging creatives but predominantly from ethnic minority backgrounds um and we do a range of things so we do content we do events and we've just opened up a space um that will allow young creatives to create um and the aim is to basically just tell the real stories and have authentic connection with our audience and make sure that their stories are being told in the media. Yeah. Um, and just telling the stories of like real people coming from the community, no matter what they do. So yeah. within music, within fashion, within arts, within business. Yeah. And
0: how did you, how did you come to start us? So you're one of two co founders. Yeah. Like where did the initial spark for, for Guap come from?
1: Um, my business partner's called Jide Aditunji and we both went same college, but we weren't even close in college. But we went to the same university as well, and we, in my f- second year of university, um, he made an investment group, which was like a group of friends just coming together, investing in ideas together. And the first idea was an event called Af Party, which was like a traditional African party for university students and in that process we found out that myself and Jide work well together so guap was the second idea so he had told me that he wanted to make an interactive newsletter that would go out to students that would have like video articles that would um basically inspire other young people etc etc and from that conversation is what where guap was birthed from um
0: I can imagine at the beginning you didn't have this you didn't really set out with like a whole plan of what, yeah, what no, would be to not. today. Obviously it's evolved organically. Yeah. But did, like so initially it was gonna be
1: an interactive newsletter wow. with articles. So young people would subscribe to the newsletter and get the newsletter sent to their email inbox. Um so you
0: had the idea and then did you did you do it and then it's Yeah, sort of it literally
1: venisoned. just yeah, yeah, literally just I had a camera. So we said we was gonna make a video magazine. Yeah. And that's cause we said None of us liked to write. I had a camera and he was good at interviews. So I was doing the filming and he was doing the interviews. I went to a networking event and I met an accountant and he told me about a technology called augmented reality. And at that time it was quite new. Yeah. Um, and then we was like, oh, we're already making video articles. Why don't we make a physical video magazine? by creating video articles and then using augmented reality to bring the print to life. That's sick. And then we realised no one does that. <laughs> and then, yeah, it became like the world's first video magazine and that was our thing for like a long time and what a lot of people knew us for. But then, yeah, the brand just grew into representing the creative culture rather yeah. than just that magazine stuff.
0: Why do you think it's, I mean, you talked a lot about, you know, obviously diversity, inclusion, um, you know, representing those kind of marginalized communities is something that is is so prevalent today. Um, I, I guess that perhaps might be the answer to this next question. But like for you, deep down, like why do you think now is the time for Guap to exist?
1: I think I don't think now. I think we've needed something like Guap for a very long time because I think all the platforms that have come from my culture are usually just predominantly based on music and just showing like rappers and the music heads at the front where we've got we basically profile everyone so that's the photographers the stylists the, um any sort of creative working in any sort of creative industry and I think it's important because it shows other young creatives what they can be and it tells their story and they control their narrative rather than someone else controlling it I think that's why it's important
0: do you think do you think there's still a lot of um kind of education needed within yeah. the younger generation in terms of like showing them that you know you can pick up a camera you can write something mm. you can style something do you think that there's kind of a lot of people think oh no i can't do that and arguably go up as a kind of a as like a, a pl- platform that's showing everyone doing different things at different levels that's pretty inspiring
1: i think i think younger people now know they they can do anything yeah i think The reason, one of the reasons why we started is when we first came into this, there wasn't a lot of people doing what we're doing. Where now there's so many different people doing different creative things that show that it's possible. So a lot of young people have a lot of role models to aspire to be like. Where when we started, it wasn't like that. Mm. So I think, I think now more than ever, a lot of young people know they can do it. It's just about whether they got the confidence to do it or not.
0: And why? Why kind of the the core theme creativity is that? Is that something that's always been a passion of yours? Um, or?
1: Yeah, I've always, I used to make music, um, and I think creativity just is. It was just that whole thing of, let's say, being a young black man. I'm from like South London. I'm from like a working class background. A lot of young black boys want to do music or football, or not saying everyone, but. A lot of people end up doing like crime and stuff if you're from like low income backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. And those are like the set things for you to do. And I guess for us, we just wanted to show all the other creative things you can do that aren't those. Yeah. So I guess that's why we chose creativity because it's like you can still make a career out of these things. You don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to be an accountant, you don't yeah. have to be a footballer, you don't have to be a rapper. There's so many other things you can be so yeah. it's just about showing people that
0: yeah, yeah massively and in terms of in terms of like when you first started like looking at the media and the creative landscape like how do you think it's evolved since you started
1: um obviously a lot of the bigger players are kind of dying out um that's evolved drastically and i think yeah um there's there's a lot of room to grab now And if you have an audience or if you're building a platform that has a really engaged audience, you can kind of win um, regardless of how long you've been here, which is quite sick. Um, And a lot of brands are starting to realise that and come into like these niche publications that have um, their own niche audiences, which is something I think probably wouldn't have happened years ago because it was like you need to be a big brand to be talking to these type of brands so yeah i think that's changed a lot where they're having a lot more faith in like the smaller brands because they have more authentic connections with an audience
0: yeah 100 mm. percent. and yeah it's a big, big topic in terms of like creative collaboration but also brands looking at you know wanting to engage with certain demographics or communities mm-hmm. and you know you see nike and adidas do it a lot do it well or some people don't think they do it in in an authentic way because they're you know ultimately wanting to affect the bottom line by selling trainers but then if they're kind of giving back to the community in a long-term way then is that good is it bad it's a Mm. bit of like a you Mm. know there's like two sides to it which is quite interesting yeah um what were the steps from going from an interactive video newsletter to obviously then it's kind of grown now to, it wasn't just you and your co-founder you know I think it's quite a unique model in terms of not only do you represent the community but you're engaging with the community you have yeah. you're kind of uh, putting them on you're kind of like mm. what do you call it um, platform or the way you engage is engaging with con- 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 contributors to yeah. you know come up with different articles or videos or, f- or photos like where did that come from I mean I guess it's you've essentially
1: democratized that kind of model which is pretty awesome it's the same thing it's just like Again, growing up, we didn't see these type of jobs available and stuff, And our thing is, we're now getting into these spaces. So if we're telling um, young creatives, "Oh yeah, you can be this, you could be that. If we have the opportunity to put them on or have the opportunity to give them opportunities so they can gain experience and start their career, etc etc, et we'll do it. I think it's just, yeah, just something that's been embedded in Guap since we started so all our covers are shot by a new emerging photographer so they can say i shot this person for guap or it's always styled by an emerging stylist um yeah it's just about like working with the creative i mean working with the community that we're trying to appeal to in it i think it just makes sense because we're for young people and we're for creatives and we own a creative platform so yeah i think is that whole, again that whole thing of like letting them share their narrative and their works and their talents
0: yeah we no, just consider too yeah. and how do you do that though is it like i can i can imagine you just get like a lot of inbound or like how's yeah. that do you have a team that kind of an editorial creation team or um
1: so yeah right now yeah is myself and my business partner full time and then we have like voluntary ed- editors and voluntary contributors whenever we work on brand campaigns, I usually just put out call-outs and, like, build different creati- well, Across social. Yeah, yeah, across social media. Because you have uh, quite,
0: like, on Instagram, it's, like, nearly 12,000 followers. Yeah. So you have pretty, like, you have such an engaged, like, community and people that really love to grow up brands. So I yeah. can imagine people are really wanting to work with yeah. you. Yeah, so,
1: it's, it's easier now. So, it's like, yeah, we just put a call-out and we get lots of creatives or we just stay on the pulse and, like, we have like certain sheets where there's list of creatives that we may want to work with one day, and then when the right opportunity comes, we just reach out to them. Um, it's, it's really just about being involved in the community that we're trying to serve, and then when opportunities come, we just dish out. Yeah, to be honest. And in terms of um,
0: like the first brand partnership, can you can you remember what that yeah. was and how did it come about? Was it someone that she just reached out? Yeah,
1: or? our first brand partnership was Nike. Nice through. Their agency.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And it was an email. I got an email and it said, What sizes? What's your sizes? That was the first email saying that they represent Nike and what's my sizes? I sent it back and then. Well,
0: I got, what, what in terms of shoes? Yeah, in terms oh, of right. shoes. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, what's my size? I thought, like, I thought,
0: like, I thought, like no. maybe like the image sizing. No, for, like, literally, to be on the it's like,
1: platform. What's your sizes? Tra- like, trainer sizes. Oh, that no. was the initial email. They didn't say anything else. Did you just did you send back a number? Or yeah, did you yeah say, I just said. Well, that. what style do I connect? No, nah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I did, I did because you know what? I was thinking, did they send it to the right person? Oh, but right, I didn't yeah, want them yeah. to question. <laughs> so I just sent back my size and my address. Fair and play. then another person from that team sent me another email saying they want to meet us and that they've been seeing what we're doing. Then we went in for a meeting and then they said, yeah, we should work on something. And then, yeah, that was our first one. So, so tell 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 me
0: about that process then. Like from, you know, obviously now you've worked with many brands like Enemy and the Evening Standard and Adidas as well as Nike. Um, so in terms of the briefing, it, is it you kind of get that brief? Obviously, do you have kind of pre-selected or like vetted type of creators that you know that can deliver on the job or? As you mentioned, do you just do the call out, like how do you, you get the brief and then how do you go about kind of finding the right people in the community to deliver on yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it, dep- it it really depends on how we respond to the brief. Right. So, we get a brief, we come up with a concept, but within that concept, we say which creators we want to work on that concept. So, because we keep an eye out for the talent we might see someone's style and say, you know what, we want to do this style for this project. Or we might see another and say, we want to do this style. Or we come up with a style and see which creative can do it. And then, yeah, we just reach out to them. And if we don't have the person, but we know what we're looking for, we just put a call out with an example saying, yeah, does anyone know how to do this or have this same style? And then work with them. So a lot of the creatives we've worked with, the day of the campaign is usually the first day we've met. Yeah, wow. <laughs> to be honest so it is a risk um, but yeah, cause especially
0: as well like if you're if you're going to deliver on a big campaign like Nike, yeah. you don't know if this person's professional yeah. if they're going to show up on time if they've got I like know. a dodgy camera
1: I know right but I
0: love <laughs> but I love <laughs> but yeah. the, uh, that risk element must yeah. kind of what makes some great work
1: yeah it's a risk isn't it but it's like because my thing is a lot of these creatives can do their work and I don't just pick random people all the time it's like Someone might recommend someone or I follow someone and just watch their journey yeah. over a period of time. So if I can see that they're they, consistent. Yeah, yeah, deliver consistently when the opportunity comes, I can give it to them. So it's like it's a risk, but it's a calculated risk. Cause yeah. it's like I'll check your Insta even if it is someone that's just tweeted me or something, I'll check your Instagram and see how consistent you are and see what you've delivered by yourself before making a decision.
0: And will you so like in terms of say the stylist, the photographer, the editor, I mean do, do you let sometimes the say the filmmaker bring in his or her own team or or you like mm-hmm. actually get all the different people together?
1: Um yeah, it's usually us yeah, building the creative team. So That's kind of be- be- like, beautiful
0: in its in its own yeah. right because then you're kind of organically bringing People that
1: haven't met each other together to work together on a creative together, thing, yeah.
0: yeah, that's pretty sick.
1: Yeah, so we we never have the same creative team for a project. Mm. So how 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 long in
0: terms of kind of doing the videos, doing the articles, um, you know, did you then decide to start doing like real life events? You know, you host parties. You started kind of doing, um, um, you know, it's like sofa type interviews, things like that.
1: We done our first event like a year after. Nice. January 2016. Yeah, January 2016. That was our first event. Uh, And the
0: events that you got live music, the DJs, it's just like a get-together. We've we've got a
1: range of events, but our main event is something called Gwap Party, which is a talent showcase times party experience where we get a range of acts who we think are going to do big things in the upcoming year together on one stage. So it's like a mini festival. Oh, nice. Um, and what, you do that once a year? Once a year. And yeah, we've had a range of people perform on there that have gone on to do big things. So it's just, we've kind of branded that as one of our main events. And But then we do exhibitions, we can do talks, we do workshops, yeah, a whole range of events.
0: Nice. Yeah. How important is collaboration then to you? I guess it's, it's yeah, kind everything.
1: of DNA. Of, <laughs> yeah, DNA, isn't it? It's literally everything, I think. What better way to organically reach your audience than to get them involved in the creation process? 100%. So,
0: yeah. So you, we, you touched on Nike there, like, but could you give us some other examples of how you work with a brand, such as like Enemy or Evening Standard or Adidas? Well, Enemy
1: Evening Standard I think like Media Partnerships. Media partnerships. Enemy, I think I was on one of their panels for nice. their live talks. Um, Adidas, we've created content for their social media. Um, Reebok, we've done work with them through our channels. Done talks with Apple. Um, yeah.
0: And do you actively? Are you like? Would you say you you kind of just more focused on the community and kind of building out the platform, and then it's like any inbound stuff that that comes, like yeah. great. You're not actively looking for brand yeah, partnerships. We,
1: we've never we don't have a sales team or nothing Like we don't we don't reach out to brands or nothing everything that we've worked on has come from us building our platform so we just continue to do that yeah. so we know that every time we've we just got to stay in brands minds and work will continue to come mm. but we don't depend on that side like either and that's why we created things like our new studio space so we can have direct to consumer Revenue. Yeah, so tell
0: tell us a little bit more about that. So Guap Studios is pretty cool.
1: So we just launched a physical space called Guap Studios. Well, the plan of Guap Studios is actually to have a range of studios across London and the world that help young creatives create and give them the spaces they need to create. But we've started with a podcast studio, um, which is in South London, Peckham. Um, And yeah, we've made it very cheap and affordable and very top quality. So, yeah, anyone that's looking to do a podcast has a space that they can come to and do it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and you've got many... Uh, and also, I saw that you're looking at doing like Guap Originals. Which oh, is yeah, a cool yeah. Concept. So,
1: yeah, like the way the podcast studio is working is we have an hourly rate. So it's like £20 an hour or £50 a month for five hours a month of recording time. We're doing powered by Guap podcasts, which are podcasts that people who want to start their own podcasts but may not have the resources or money, or people who already have existing podcasts but want to improve their quality, will give them the space for free for three months. Um, and yeah, just all they have to say is that it's powered by Guap, basically, yeah. and. The, got um, those
0: like fire in the booth buttons, or yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> those buttons that, yeah, we
1: got buttons that basically have like pre-made ads. By it says "Powered by Guap." That <laughs> it literally says that. Yeah. And what's the other way? Um, "Powered by Guap" thingy, and yeah, Guap original podcast. So we're creating a podcast that are gonna touch on all the passion points of our audience. So we'll have a music podcast. A fashion podcast, an arts and culture podcast, a business podcast, and just see what happens with those. But we haven't even started those yet.
0: And then what other type of, uh, would you go into like photography of film studios? Or I mean, obviously, our podcast is <laughs> you get the kit and then it can reuse, reuse, use. But I wonder if you do, what other type of studios would you want to have?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I want to have, never I. We want to have music studios, we want to have rehearsal studios, photography studios all these different type, anything that allows a creator to create, basically. And each guap studio would be called a guap spot. So we aim to have, like, guap spots all over the world. It doesn't even have to be a lot, but just somewhere that provides access, basically, yeah.
0: Nice. Working with creator communities, are there any insights or tips or key learnings you can share with the audience? Um...
1: Make sure everything is, there's a clear value exchange between every meeting or every um, opportunity you get to work with a creative. And it doesn't always have to be money, just make sure you're always providing some sort of value in any situation, I guess. Um, So I guess with us, there's a clear value of change in everything we do with our audience. So when we're collaborating with them, they, they obviously gain stuff and we gain stuff. It's not just a thing where we're just gaining things. So I think if a lot of brands taught that approach, it would help them. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I guess also a lot of those creators know that they're having the opportunity to kind of get showcased across your platform, which is quite, quite large. Mm. Um, Branding is important. Can you tell tell us a bit about your process of how you branded Guap and and kind of positioned that? Obviously, in the studio, you've got like the neon yeah. logo and things like that. But you know, was that just something that you created in PowerPoint, or is it something that you actually put some thought into and kind of to, kind of that's evolved um, since you
1: started? The original Guap logo was yellow, just yellow, and no there wasn't really a thought behind we said yellow because we wanted it to be youthful i had a purple eye outline because we said we wanted it to be like luxurious um but then the second logo that you can see in the studio that gee i made that in five minutes nice i just said i wanted an emblem yeah version of the old logo so then that's how that one was made yeah. it is
0: crazy I think sometimes like people overthink stuff yeah
1: yeah no it was literally like that because like <laughs> I had
0: um, I was doing a design for something else that, and I just literally put something together like in keynote like manipulating some images and put some text on it and I, there was a bit of meaning to it and I thought it was pretty cool yeah and I'm like ah but you know I need like a proper graphic designer to do it and then I remember like you know I worked with a graphic designer and, and it was great it was amazing and they could give me all the specs and the scales and all that stuff obviously this image wasn't going that far like yeah, to get yeah. blown up but I then had a buddy of mine who's like a, another designer, and I showed him the original thing I made and he's like, Oh, that's that's sick, man. <laughs> I was oh, just like, it? I'm not a designer, it's crazy. So
1: Yeah, it yeah. just we shows
0: sometimes you just gotta it. Sometimes trust you just gotta do it, innit? it? Like, yeah. That's that's
1: it. Like we don't Yeah. Yeah, don't take too long on this thing. The times yeah. are moving too fast to, yeah. to But but so that's I guess that's one tip
0: that goes into the next question. Like what what other tips would you say to someone that's looking to build a brand?
1: Yeah, just do it just and stay it. true to yourself. Yeah. I think that's one thing we've done really good and that kind of shines through in everything we do. It's just like stay true to your core values and yeah, have a high level of integrity in what you do. Mm. Um, yeah, stay and I guess that will go well with your branding. Yeah. If you know what you're trying to represent, just stay true to it basically. Yeah.
0: How how do you think you succeed in the digital age?
1: How do I think we will
0: succeed in the digital age or just in general?
1: Um Yeah, I think we'll do quite well. Never think. I know we'll do quite well. Um but I don't even really think just in the digital space. I think I think to win in this game, you need to win both in the real world and the digital space. Yeah. I think you're only gonna last as long as the internet lasts, if you're just in the digital space. yeah. So like we're constantly thinking how we can provide like 360 experiences, not just online. So yeah, our plan is to have real foundations off the internet, but then also have the brand positioning and stuff on the internet as well. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because I think also, you know, you could argue oh, it's, it's more scalable and, and easy and cheaper to build an audience online Yeah. but then you can actually do that first if you're just hosting a load of events and then you want to grow your audience online it works both ways yeah,
1: well, i think they both work hand in hand yeah absolutely so for us even just us having this new space we've realized that that's where real wealth is built yeah like but real, also brand equity as well yeah. which i
0: think you know especially for such like an inclusive kind of, you know, collaborative platform like yours, I think. Or or in terms of any type of community-led kind of brand, it's like it just makes so much sense to do events where, you know, people people want to know the faces of mm. the business or yeah. the brand. And I think it adds human element Touch, to yeah. it and, and personality, you know.
1: And humans connect to humans yeah. more than they do to a brand.
0: Entrepreneurship can be a tough road. Um, In the difficult moments, how do you you stay focused and and keep making progress?
1: Um, Two answers. I I don't see them as difficult. I think my perception of them situations helps get through the situation. So I don't really see things as hard times or anything like that. It's just like, this is the life I chose, so gotta get through it. It's not yeah. hard or good; to that it's, it's it's just part yeah. of the journey.
0: Whether it's a positive, or I guess whether positive or, or negative, it's just a feeling or a sense that you're experiencing. Yeah. but I can. But I, I think maybe not so much with like the the and the positiveness. But I can, as you said, like I think in, when in those tough times or whatever, it's like okay, how can I yeah. overcome this?
1: Yeah, it's just like it's just like don't dwell in it but I think the times where like let's say my mind is feeling very cloudy I just write stuff down and like actually like ask myself the questions I'm thinking in my head and just try and work it out but that could that could be like a week long process of like trying to work out what's in my head but I don't it's a challenge more than anything but it's not a difficult Mm. time it's like yeah it's just a challenge
0: What, what challenges have you had along the way with what?
1: yeah things like having a lot of stuff on my head yeah. and trying to like declutter all yeah. of that stuff. So even like what I said earlier on about it's taken me four years to work out a problem yeah. that I've had in my head for like, yeah, since we started grew up, um, That's Those moments are like really, it really hurts my head. Yeah, um, And I guess when we first started and I left uni and then I left my job at Tesco not not knowing how he's going to make money and stuff yeah. but it wasn't even it wasn't difficult it was just like worrying
0: yeah it's more the the unknown yeah the, i, I more think sometimes unknown. you have yeah. to take that leap it's yeah like...
1: that's what I'm saying i don't think it's difficult it's just yeah just more maybe anxious and yeah those kind of feelings And that's
0: the thing as well i think you know anyone that is entrepreneurial or anyone that's starting out with the you know a, trying to build something or a brand yeah. or a project i think I think what you said is quite interesting. It's true. It's like you have all these ideas, especially for creative people. It's like you've got your imagination. There's yeah. anxiety. It's like sometimes, I know for me, it's like I don't go to like trying hard to get to sleep because you've got all these ideas Oof. going through your head. And I think, yeah, writing them down or maybe even like looking to prioritize some of the stuff and just take it step by step. Step by step, yeah. And kind of, you know, take your time. And But I think, yeah, if you can kind of compartmentalize some stuff or kind of, you know, have some building blocks to, to what you're trying to achieve yeah that that really does what I
1: do is every year I buy a new notepad at the front of it I write my life goals and what I want to do for the year and then every week I write this week and then I write the tasks I need to do for the week but each task would relate to the bigger yeah life goals just broken down Mm. And then I just tackle it like that. Mm. But sometimes after we have like a really busy period, I don't have no time to think. So then that gets kind of like a lot of things happen in my head in that time because I'm not able to like express or release the thoughts that are in my head because I'm too busy, tied into the work. And yeah, those bits are like challenging.
0: Do you you personally have like, golden hours of working during the day is there like a certain time where you're on you know full Ibrahim mode or if, um, you know, is it? do you have preferred like working times and things like that yeah. when you work your best I mean you know what I mean not like when you're the most creative and, and productive
1: I think during the day if I'm by myself I think any t- to be honest any time where I'm by myself and I'm able to like just switch off so I don't have particular times. I re- I like night times. I think information stays in my head a lot more at night. Um but these days I get a bit tired. So I can't do the long hours like I used to before. Um and I'm not really an early morning person, but I do feel good when I do early mornings, but I don't really do it a lot. Mm. I just I kind of just when I'm up just get get to it Yeah, to be honest yeah well yeah. I mean yeah,
0: that's, yeah. it's kind of like yeah we're human that's how we're built but society that puts us in this now, you like, know 9 is? to 5 no, no, it's no, like no, a lot that. of people are if you're like some people are like prefer working at late in the evenings I yeah. know like I think I get quite creative like obviously doing like 9 to 6 during the day but then you know even now just like when I don't have you know people surrounding me in an office or whatever and I can just like you know do think. my own flow and look at my phone and do what in and your brain kind of flows yeah. in some way it's interesting where some people are really good in the morning and then not so much in the evening in the
1: evening, yeah no I don't I, I, th- I think I'm going to probably try to work out what I am but I think it depends when I go to bed that's the thing because if I go to bed late I can't be an early morning yeah before, so but if I go to bed early I can be a, a early morning, early morning person. So yeah, it just depends how I feel during that period. It kind of alternates. Mm. How do you define success? Being happy. Nice. Yeah, that's it. What is your
0: growth strategy with Guap?
1: Um, Our growth strategy is one to build more studios. Yep. Um, two to build actual teams. That's working on our content and stuff, so we can do a lot more. Cause right now it's just myself and my business partner. Like I said, full time. Yeah. So the aim is to actually get a team working on content on a daily basis. Um, and yeah, I think those are the main two. So like, cause our content is our tool for like expanding our audience. Mm. The more content we put out, and the more we do on that um side. the the bigger audience grows and i guess with the studios the more studios we have the more um, revenue we'll get from that space so those are the two main goals right now
0: nice and what's got you excited you know well i guess that 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 long-term growth strategy is is pretty exciting but like in terms of your day-to-day what gets you excited
1: I oh, know, yeah, just a long-term vision, innit? not it? So yeah. every, every just day... Just working towards that. Yeah, every, every day is towards something. The hustle. Yeah, the yeah. hustle. I think knowing that every day contributes to something, even if I don't do a lot of work, even if I just read an article or something, mm. in some way or somehow, it's going to contribute to the bigger goal. And knowing that my time isn't like a value exchange, the value exchange with my time isn't money. Mm. So I can do nothing for a month but then do a project that will allow me to be free for a long time, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, So it's not, oh, I'm getting paid by the hour. It's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's up to me kind of mm. how it works. If that makes sense. Do you get
0: to do it? Like, do you, Are you always working or like, what do you get like to do when you're not uh, at work?
1: My girl would say I'm always working. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's the thing I don't even I like working though that's the thing yeah it's, well it's, that's the thing yeah, yeah. For some like.
0: people it's yeah but in terms of like do you play sport do you like exercise do you do other stuff to kind of take your mind off the hustle um, or?
1: I listen to music do you still make music yeah yeah nice I read Um. I spend time with loved ones and that
0: yeah Um. that's good to fill, fill that refill that emotional bank account yeah. I think is you can get Quite lonely if you're just always like focusing on one idea no, or doing a thing. But also, but also, I think it's great to have something that's been coming coming up in the the podcast a lot. It's like the power of having you know at least two co-found you know two, two co-founders, so you can share that experience, experience of growth yeah, with someone yeah. else. Because I think just doing it you know by, by yourself. yourself it can be difficult.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing. I I don't, I don't ever feel like I need a break from work because. It's my choice, isn't it? Yeah, So but also you if, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, like
0: yeah. your your baby that you're working with your business partner and growing it. So yeah, it's, it's like, like everything that put into it is only going to make it better. So yeah, and the
1: possibilities are endless. That's that's, that's one of the exciting things. Yeah. It's like, we don't even know, we have our vision of how big it can be, but we don't even know how big it's going to be. Yeah. Do you get me? Like, that's exciting because with what we built, if it goes under it will only be our fault yeah because even like where how our brand's been positioned and all that stuff like not everyone has that mm. so and you do you do the print
0: magazine as well right yeah. now so, so how was that a yearly or is it No. Nah, so of?
1: we've always done the so the print magazine is how the video magazine with the ar been, ten, yeah ten, yeah but to be honest the print magazine we just used to print Cause we're all se- we're self-funded. Yeah, I was gonna say it so was yeah, expensive. We, yeah, so. it's expensive. <laughs> so we only used to print a few copies, um, but as this year we've printed a lot more copies than we did usually. But we still keep it as like a controlled distribution rather than printing the mm. masses. It, the magazine for us is more of a loss leader, and it's more of a thing where yeah, it's more of like a brand 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 thing. positioning yeah. type yeah. thing rather than for money because the magazine all like all our cover stars we've given them their first magazine covers and it it does a lot culturally so yeah like we're definitely going to continue doing it but it's not a money making Mm. thing for us the whole brand of guap is what makes us money and what when's the um the next guap party should be like July, June. Oh, okay. So it's,
0: it's gone yeah, already it's gone, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah nice. it's gone
1: this year.
0: But you, must, you, don't, you must have to get some more like resource in to help you put on that event because they're pretty, we've never pretty actually, hard.
1: We've never actually put no money into a group party.
0: But in terms of like getting you know extra pairs of hands and it's not just YouTube putting an event on, surely?
1: You'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah? Yeah. Fair. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think... We have a team, but the team that we have is mostly on uh, like the contribution stuff to yeah. our website and Yeah. So everyone what, kinda gets involved to
0: to help put on this. Yeah,
1: not 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 that event. We have some events that we've done um in like the last couple of months which are online edit no our arts and culture editor yeah. has helped put us on. Nice. Um but yeah, so it just depends on the event. But what part is usually predominantly myself and Jiddo. Fair.
0: Yeah. Well, sadly we're coming towards the end of the episode now i've got two more questions um always like to kind of get some of the the local hot spots so for you what are some of your favorite kind of london spots or it might be in peckham or it might be near where you live or or just in london generally it could be a drinking or eating spot what would you what would you want to shout out?
1: the I the like, spot <laughs> <laughs> i don't really go out no more yeah so i'm kind of in my house a lot or the office those are like the only places the spot or office
0: we'll leave yeah. it at like that then. yeah literally and then lastly how can people find you on social channels or, or Gop what are, what are the social channels what are the handles
1: yeah gwapmag on everything G-U-A-P-M-A-G and Ibrahim Kamara underscore on everything
0: as well nice yeah awesome Ibrahim thanks so much for your time it's been awesome no, cheers thanks for having me thanks for listening I hope this podcast can intrigue, inspire, and provide some key tips and tricks for a lot of people. I would really appreciate your help to grow the community. If you know anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast, then please send it their way. And if you can subscribe and leave a review, it would mean so much and it really supports the show. Thank you and see you next week.